Love your family in death just as much as you do in life. Episode 288. Are you ready to make your law firm a profit-generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe Amsel. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Profit with Law podcast. I'm your host, Moshe Amsel, and today I'm going to take a little bit of a detour and we're going to talk about some personal stuff. And I don't mean my own personal stuff. I mean your personal stuff. But this episode is um, inspired by a, an unfortunate set of circumstances. So um, this past week, uh, I got word that a friend of mine had passed away. And uh, he died at the age of 44, left behind a wife and four really, really little children, ages, uh, I don't know, like seven to seven to one. Um, and, you know, when something like that happens, it, I mean, it's, it's very sad. It's very unfortunate. And um, obviously, uh, you know, we're reeling in shock and, and hurting um, and rallying around his widow and who's who's a really dear and close friend of ours um, and her children. But it also really drives home and hits home how short life is and how unexpected the end of life can be. You know, we all just assume we're going to we're going to live forever. We assume we're, I mean, we don't think we're going to live forever, but we Nobody ever wakes up in the morning thinking like today is going to be my last day on this earth unless you're you've been ill for a while and you know it's coming. Right. So as as regular healthy individuals, we don't really contemplate death on a daily basis. And if we did, we'd probably have some serious anxiety and psychological issues. And maybe some people do deal with that on a daily basis. But there's a reason that we don't, and, and it's healthy not to, uh, because we need to enjoy the life that we're here for. But it's also good to have a wake up every once in a while. And, and one of these moments where you're like, wow, you know, I'm not invincible. That could have been me. And I could have, you know, I could, I could have left my young family behind to fend all on their own. And, we, when we get these awakenings, we when we have these messages that the world send us sends us, we have to look and say what is the what is the lesson here. And one of the lessons that we can walk away with is you know maybe we should do a better job of caring about the people that are close to us, not getting angry or upset or leaving in a huff or leaving a fight with a fight unresolved because what if that resolution never comes? That's one thing that we could look at. I wanted to focus on another area 
And that is how prepared are we or is is our family for all of the challenges that are going to come if I were to die tomorrow or today. And I mean the logistical stuff. I mean, do you have do you have some sort of financial insurance in place? Do you have life insurance in place that is adequate for your spouse and your children to be able to make it through life without the support that you bring? And support is not just the financial support, right? Like what is what if your wife is a is a high earner, your wife, your I don't know if you're the husband or the wife. What if your spouse is the high earner and your business is still getting off the ground. You don't really you haven't really produced a significant income into the household. You might think, oh, I don't need life insurance because he or she is going to be fine without me. But you forget that there's two parents involved. You forget that if you're not there, then there's going to have to be someone else who is that is either that's either the earner or the parent because a a parent is going to have to become more available for their children when they don't have a co-pilot, when they don't have someone else to hand off to and say, here, you take them to soccer. I'm working late. So it's not just the money that you're bringing in, but it's also the resource that you are as a parent that's going to be lacking. And then there's the reality of the situation of, you know, what if your spouse can't deal, can't handle? What if it's too stressful? What if it's too much? Is it really fear, fear is it really fair that you should leave that burden on your spouse and have them have to work in order to raise your children? What if work becomes optional to them? What if it get, what if you can leave them with something that allows them to choose their work hours and not be beholden to an employer who won't give them the flexibility? So the first thing is, is do you have life insurance in place that is adequate to prepare for that? What is adequate? Believe it or not, a very common number that people focus on is, oh, I'm going to have a million dollar policy. But in today's day and age with multiple children, if you have, you know, three kids and and a house and, you know, in in I guess any part of America, really. But but if especially if you're in like New York, Chicago, California, you know, like any expensive area, a million dollars is not enough. I mean, you'll pay off the mortgage. You'll have enough money for your kid's college education. That's it. You know, if you want to really position your spouse to be able to manage through life, raising your children, if God forbid your life was taken in the next day or two, they probably would need more than that. So the first thing that I would caution you or warn you or, or, or remind you to check is, do I have life insurance? And is it adequate? Is it paid? Have I paid the premium? Have, have, I, have I let it lapse? 
you know, these are minor things. Oh, I have life insurance, I but I didn't realize I haven't paid a premium in two years. So it really isn't there anymore. And then the last thing on, on that is, have you checked the beneficiaries? Have you updated the beneficiaries? If you've made your spouse and your children the beneficiaries, have you added children as you had them? Um, and I'm talking to, behind the microphone, I'm talking to you as the listener. And at the same time, I'm questioning whether I, I know, I know we just had a baby. I didn't, I have not updated the beneficiaries on my life insurance policy. I know that for a fact, but I also know that, uh, I may not necessarily want to have the money going directly to my children. I may want to give my spouse absolute 100% flexibility on what to do with that money. So you have to decide how you want to position that, but have the beneficiaries there, especially if you're in a second marriage, you would, it would be awful if you died and it went to your ex because you didn't update the beneficiary and you left your, your spouse out with nothing. Um, and you have children with your current spouse. So there's all kinds of family dynamics, family relationships. You know, if you have a special needs child, that's, that's creates a whole nother category but the very first place to start is do you have insurance am i insured the next thing to really look at is who manages the finances in the household and if you're that person how well prepared is your spouse to know where everything is to know how to log into accounts to know what accounts are there um and to know what to do with it, right? Like for me, um, I manage all of my investing on my own. I like it. I enjoy it. So I don't, I don't have a, an outside advisor that I use. But if I were to die, my wife wouldn't know which end was up when it came to that. So she would need to have an investment advisor. Now, if I am doing my own investments, then clearly I have an opinion about how the money should be invested. Perhaps it would make sense for me to line up an investment advisor that if I were to die, to have instructions for her to say, here, go to this person. I've already met with them. They know my what what my investing style is for you, what what I want them to do, how I want them to manage this money. Go and transfer the assets from this account into an account that they're going to help you create. And trust them because I've already vetted them. You see, when it's stuff like this that we 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 don't think about the anxiety, the angst, the the hardship that we're going to create. It's bad enough that they have to deal with the sorrow and the pain of losing you or me. But on top of that, they have to worry about where are the funeral expenses going to come from. They have to worry about funeral arrangements. Where where does he or she want to be buried? Decide that. Get that set up. It sucks to think about it and we don't we 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 want to ignore it but w we spend our whole lives loving on our families, caring for our families. But then we do the most selfish thing in the world when we die and that is we die without a plan. 
so many people die without a will, without um, a simple set of instructions for their family on all the important things they need to know. How to access the passwords of my accounts, how to uh, a list of, of all of our, the financial institutions we have accounts with, um, maybe some key contacts when it comes to those things. I mean, just some basic stuff so that they don't have to go on a witch hunt. Yeah, they'll figure it out. They will find it eventually. But is that really how you want to be remembered? Is that how you want? You want your spouse sitting there being angry with you because they have to sit there and figure this stuff out? Because they were in the dark because they didn't know? Not because you kept them in the dark, but because it was your job. That was the division of responsibilities. So insurance, information. And then the last thing is, is, is um, uh, we talked about the life insurance having the right beneficiaries. But what about your, what about your um, retirement plans? All of those get beneficiaries too. Go check all your beneficiaries. Make sure they're all the way that you want them, that they are correct, up to date. Because you want to make sure that that stuff can skip going through the will or going through probate or any of that stuff. And then and then on top of that, you have and you have the added detail or convoluted thing or extra thing you're a business owner chances are your spouse is not involved in the day-to-day operations of your business chances are your spouse doesn't know how to figure out which customers owe you money doesn't know what to do like if you were to die is your business able to be sold is there value there is there something to sell is there a is there somebody that can take it over and do something with it or does it need to close its doors how how do you figure out who are all the clients who are the all the open clients um that need to be communicated with to say hey look so and so passed away and we're gonna have to close up this law this law firm i know you're in the middle of a case with with this attorney but uh we're closing up shop so how much better would it be if you already have arrangements with another attorney to say, hey, look, if I pass away, um, will you handle all my cases and get them co- close to completion? And then have somebody in your office whose job it is to know what those arrangements are. And all your spouse needs to do is go and talk to that person. Um, or if you think it could be sold, have a business broker lined up, have a valuation already in place, or what is the valuation type that's going to be used and where to get the information to be able to do that. So you could put it up for sale. What's going to happen in the interim until somebody buys it? Who's going to serve the clients? How, how's it going to operate? These are some, some really serious questions that need to be asked. Now you could have key person, um, insurance. So you could have a life insurance policy on a key person in the in the firm. And then if that person dies, 
that payout goes to the business to allow the business to survive. Um, and you only need that if you're potentially on the hook for money that has to go back to clients and there isn't money in the bank. You don't want that being, you don't want your spouse needing to deal with that and pull from your life savings. And you don't want to, you don't want to screw anybody, right? You don't want to, you're not out to get anybody. So you don't want to leave somebody who paid you up front for services. And now you can't complete those services and there isn't money in the business to pay them back. You don't want to, you don't want to leave them in a, in a poor position. That's just not, that's not your intention. So, for that matter, you very likely might want to consider at least some sort of coverage in that way. But I think it's more about thinking about what the logistics of what would have to happen. Like, I mean, you don't even have to think about death. Like, what would, what would happen if I if I got hit by a car tomorrow and I ended up in the hospital in the ICU and I was there for six months? What would have to happen to my business so that it was still there when I was done? And think along those lines and put those things in place. Have a disaster plan of how your firm is going to, to manage to run or, and survive and continue to go if you become incapacitated in some way. So I know that this is, no, this is not the typical content that I'm going to be doing on growing your business. And I know that it's so easy to punt this. It's so easy to push it down the road and to and to defer it and say, it's not imminent, so it can wait. This client is imminent. They're waiting for my response. They're going to go first. I have this thing going on at home. That's going to go first. Day go, days go by. Weeks go by. Months go by. Years go by. And we don't take care of these things. And every day, week, month that goes by, we don't take care of these things. We are building a bigger and bigger problem because we're getting one step closer to our, to our death. And it sucks to have to say that and sucks to have to come to terms with that. And, and it really sucks to have to create a podcast around this. But the reality is that we are getting older, not younger, every single day. And we may still have a long life ahead of us, but we don't know that. It's an unknown. It's a risk. And we have to prepare for that. If we don't, yeah, they'll figure it out. Everybody will figure it out. They will all... You, you can rest assured that, God forbid... You were to die while listening to this podcast and didn't get a chance to do anything I talked about. They will figure it out somehow or another. They will figure it out. But they will have had to do a lot of work to figure it out. There would have had to be a lot of anxiety and people hurt along the way. And there's a much better way to do that. Don't tarnish your legacy by leaving all these things open and unanswered and undefined. Start to define them. Don't try to get this grand plan and ha I need the whole plan made. No, you don't need to do that. Do one step at a time. Today, I'm going to make an appointment with an attorney. We're going to go and get a will. Tomorrow, I'm going to make an, a, a, an appointment with an insurance agent. I'm going to 
increase my life insurance policy, renew my life insurance policy, get a new life insurance policy, um, cancel my life insurance policy, whatever you need to do around life insurance, get that back in order. Because at some point you probably dealt with it and life circumstances have changed drastically since then. And it's time to look at it again. It's time to deal with it again. Most people don't have adequate life insurance coverage, myself included. And I and I'm and and for me, it's more than a million dollars. But I I probably need three or four million dollars. I've got six children. The three or three of them are older, um, but they still are going to get married. They have there's a wedding to pay for. They um, they're going to buy a house. I would love to give them a down payment for the house. I need to make sure that those things are in order should I should I pass away imminently, right? And so um, the key message here is with a little bit of work and planning and maybe make an appointment with yourself like once a year to do a quick check-in and just make sure everything is still up to date. With a little bit of work, you can probably do a little bit Every month, like one, choose one day a month for the next 12 months, like the the first of the month or the 15th or the 31st, whatever the day is on this day, that's going to be my, my death preparation day. And each, each of the 12 days over the course of the year, once a month, I'm going to check another thing off of this list that I need to do to prepare for it. And then I've got this master plan that's created and I just let my family know where it's located so that if, God forbid, I were to die, this is where you go to get everything that you need. And then once a year, check in. Are all the accounts up to date? Are all the logins correct? Are all the instructions correct? Uh, is your policy up to date? Do you have to increase increase your coverage, decrease? I mean, as you, you go through life, um, your kids get grown, grown up and suddenly maybe you don't need coverage anymore or you don't need as much coverage anymore. And that's basically it. I don't want to drag this on any longer. I, I think that the message is heard and I think that um, hopefully some of you will take action on this. Um, some of you are probably estate planning attorneys, and I'm not telling you anything new. And um, but you know how it works, right? Shoemakers' kids, they walk around without shoes. Why? Because we're always busy taking care of everyone else. We don't take care of ourselves. So as much as we're in a room full of attorneys where everybody should already know this, chances are most of us haven't done this. Chances are most of us don't have this all set up and ready to go. So go do it. Go. Don't tarnish your legacy. Be prove that in death, you love your family just as much as in life by having this stuff checked off and ready to go. All right, folks, we got an amazing interview coming up on Thursday. Hope to see you there. If this is your first episode you're listening to hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every time a new episode comes out, which is Tuesdays and Thursdays. All right. Take care. See you soon. Have you been enjoying the show? We sure hope so. To make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button in your podcast player app. Next week, we will be back with more valuable resources and ideas on how to break the mold and take your law firm to the next level.